You're listening to A-Lab. My name is Tarek, and this is our 17th episode in which we discuss the arrest of Michigan residents Adam Fox, Ty Garbin, Brandon Caserta, and others, members of the so-called Wolverine Watchmen, who, acting in concert with and under the supervision of federal law enforcement agents and informants, plotted the kidnap and or arrest of Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer in part for her response to the COVID-19 crisis. I hope you enjoy. We've convened the podcast to talk about uh, the, the, the Wolverine uh, Watchmen, right? Uh, this is the uh, case in which uh, multiple persons were arrested uh, for conspiring to kidnap uh, Michigan Governor uh, Gretchen Whitmer. Uh, now, whether or not that's te- they technically conspired to kidnap her, I think is an open question. Uh, th- according to their own uh, construct, they were conspiring to uh, arrest her uh, for her multiple crimes against the Constitution. But either way, as you look at it, the le- legality of that at a minimum, I think is in some question. <laughs> <laughs> You could say that. <laughs> you know, it's it's for the courts to decide now. Uh, but let's just say, yeah, it's it's like that sheriff said, innocent until proven guilty. So yeah, there is a dispute uh, at a minimum. Now, it's my understanding from reading the stories and going through the the, the documents that are available um, that this largely has to do, if not entirely, has to do with. Uh, Michigan's response and her response specifically to the uh, COVID-19 crisis uh, and in particular uh, risk mitigation measures like closing down businesses. Yeah, I I guess just as a way of background for those of you Mm -hmm. in the future, should you listen to this, you know, years in advance when it's, you know, etched onto some kind of golden recording that's flying through space. (laughs) I mean, we're recording this still. In the middle of the coronavirus pandemic and, uh, you know, virtually every state at some point between March and now has shut down to some degree, basically, you know, stay at home orders and kind of lengthier shutdowns of kind of indoor businesses. And so, you know, those, if you recall, were a lot stronger a few months ago uh, and, you know, there was widespread kind of protests, particularly in America, uh, around those sorts of things and, and trying to break those kinds of stay at home orders and orders not to go into restaurants and stuff. I looked through the Michigan orders, you know, on their gut, on their website and other things, you know, the, the orders in Michigan seem to largely take place, be issued between March and, and early June uh, of 2020. And by early June, they were sort of back. They were, they were coming back to kind of the open up opening up, uh, of of Michigan. Yeah, Washington uh, Post has a good guide to kind of what every state's done in their timelines. And mm-hmm. Michigan backtracked a little bit, actually, in the middle of the summer. I think they stopped. Mm-hmm. They opened gyms up in early June, but they had to close them down. And then, I don't know, about four to six weeks ago, they opened up again. Um, but really, there was no state in the union that had, like, stronger protections than, say, Europe or something like that. I mean, I think even at the height of the pandemic... You know, we were probably at about Sweden's level of just kind of what they were naturally doing, 
which right. they were they were explicitly pursuing a herd immunity strategy and probably <laughs> went out less, you know, than our, you know, hog people who need their crispy chicken dippers at Applebee's. <laughs> right. <laughs> However you characterize the response, you know, the, the restriction of our liberties, uh, to be more precise, uh, that occurred d- due to due to coronavirus, uh, probably not that severe at any point. By June, it seems as though uh, halting efforts at a minimum were being taken to, mm-hmm. to to end those restrictions. And the protests were over. I mean, there was Michigan people with guns. I mean, I don't know if they were militia linked necessarily, but a lot of people took over the state capitol in like April or May. But by June, a lot of that stuff had kind of petered These out. These guys I'm- were there. <laughs> yeah, These guys that's are true, photographed yeah. in the Capitol. But starting in June, I mean, I think the protests that were out on the streets kind of took a decidedly different turn with the death of George Floyd. And so, you know, these people kind of retreated. And if anything, we're doing counter-protesting, you know, right. to, to stop Antifa thugs from, from you know, getting into their Walmarts and, and whatnot. You can't have that. <laughs> um, but the June, the June thing is important because that's around the time this conspiracy uh, right. or alleged conspiracy starts to heat up. So already you, 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 you might wonder about the sort of maybe the, at a minimum, the kind of sense of timing uh, demonstrated by the, 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 the Wolverine watchmen um, and maybe their political sense as well, because I think as, as, as it becomes apparent through, through the information that, that, that's been released so far, there was some hope that sort of this plan to kidnap, arrest, kidnap, whatever, uh, the governor of Michigan could somehow be timed uh, to have an effect on the presidential election. Although I'm not quite clear what effect they thought that was. Yeah, we'll have. get to it, but but they ultimately ratchet up their timeline because they realize that the track they're on isn't going to get it done before the election. They're like, okay, we got to speed up. We got to we got to get a move on. So we got to get this <laughs> thing done before the election. I'd like to note also, and this is going to be important, I think, when we discuss some of the legal, the broader legal ramifications at the end. But um, one of the one of the through lines you can draw through this is that the plot was in large part in support of the Constitution and in particular, the Bill of Rights. And in fact, this was meant to be a step towards establishment of a free society uh, yeah. Of their own, I think they literally call it a Bill of Rights society, don't they? Yeah, they wanted to. <laughs> they wanted to. <laughs> great way to phrase that. They wanted to establish a breakaway Republic of New Freeland, you know, in in their backyard or something that was based entirely around the Bill of Rights. You know, it's kind of its foundational principles, and you know, I will talk about sort of where they were stupid or where they were smart. I think this from a basic premise is incredibly stupid. It's a little dumb. The Bill of Rights is a, you know, a complex set of amendments that was hammered out between independent confederated states trying to sort of balance states' rights with the rights of individuals within a federal system. You know, if if you're going to break I mean from my own point of view, if you're going to break away and form your own republic, Start from scratch. Don't don't copy paste, you know, the Constitution, because I just, yeah. you know, there are things in there that don't really apply. Well, the right? Bill of Rights, you know, I mean, it, it is only part of the Constitution, too. It doesn't say anything yeah. about, you know, what a judiciary or presidency is under any kind of government. So if you use that as your founding document, you really yeah. only kind of have 10 rules that sort of refer to an original document that doesn't even exist. So it's 
if I'm gonna if I'm gonna set up my own breakaway republic in my apartment, I'm not gonna allow a free press, <laughs> <laughs> freedom of religion. No, fuck that. I mean, I, I'm gonna want much more autocratic control than I think a Bill of Rights based society uh, would would would. Well, these would guys me. these guys were for liberty and freedom, so that's you know your your socialist globalist mind can't comprehend the kind of freedoms that these guys were fighting. Yeah, the for. fact that you don't get it is not a real big surprise, Tark. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and also, just another note, these guys seem to have gotten themselves on the radar uh, in a very basic way, which is they were calling around asking about information about how they might kidnap, harm, or kill cops. Right? <laughs> and, yeah. So, just a little practice point here. You know, if you want to get 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 the FBI's attention, um, you know, maybe think about killing or capturing uh, people other than cops. Because <laughs> apparently, that's how this all got uh, everybody all at the FBI and law enforcement all heated up. And just, just to be clear on the way of background, I think just in case you're coming to this completely cold, you've been living under a rock or you've been focusing on Lev Parnas and Nellie Orr the whole time, these guys were arrested. They're in federal custody right now. And um, what was making the rounds on the news was uh, was uh, an addendum to a complaint by a, a federal agent uh, detailing you know, all the, all the crimes that they agreed that they were going to commit to undercover agents and, and informants that got flipped kind of in the midst of these facebook posts and parties to kind of yell i'm going to commit crimes into a lake or whatever they were doing. <laughs> yeah i mean so 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 just the way it ultimately starts i mean you mentioned about june uh the the shutdown orders covid and all of that is that ultimately you get these uh, i'm sure anyone who has traveled to facebook at all in the last year has seen like you know the loss of various older members of your family to psychotic Facebook groups. And these guys go to one of those. Um, and, and ultimately they end up sort of meeting up and becoming friends, uh, on Facebook, uh, through their hatred, I guess, of the Michigan government and other, and other governments. And so problem one, just from the outset is forming a criminal conspiracy with people you don't know over the internet who are eager to hang out with you and get you to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> There's only two kinds of people that are going to do that. One is an idiot, uh, but you're not going to recognize them because if you're doing this, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> the other one are going to be the, the silent stars of the complaint here, which is cops. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or in this case, idiots who turn into cops hmm. because they were idiots. Freelance police right. who were paid uh, in some cases, thousands of dollars uh, to report on their conversations with you. So, 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 so take us into this. What, what happens? Uh, I think, again, in, in June, sort of the first concrete step gets taken, right? Yeah, the overall summary here is that we got a bunch of low IQ fail guys playing army. <laughs> <laughs> That's ultimately what yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, they, they really are just like wannabe operators who, uh, you know, the, the word LARPing gets thrown around a lot. No, but like, this these guys is really were like, 
they were playing army in a way that that is the major theme of the complaint is larp yeah so they meet up for the first time uh this is uh in the complaint if you're following along it's paragraph 12 they meet up in the basement of this vacuum shop where uh adam fox is living the only way in is a trap door that's like hidden under a rug uh opsec (laughs) Yeah. That's opposite. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. And then another... It's also really cool. That's yeah. definitely not... <laughs> and another really good OPSEC point that they do here is all the guys are coming in, and uh, Adam collects all the cell phones. Okay, give them yeah. over. Let's see. Let's see the cell you phones know, out of your You pocket. know that's either OPSEC or fucking. That's, right. you know, one of two things is going down. So, you, so, so the guy collects all the phones and then sets them up on the counter, and then we find out that... Uh, the FBI still apparently had access to the communications because little hole in the pro- little hole in the security protocol. One of the guys is wearing a wire. <laughs> you know, if they had just told him to, to turn in cell phones and wire, <laughs> that's the thing, right? They forgot you know, to yeah. ask. Are you guys? Is anybody wearing a wire? <laughs> and also, lots of gangs do that. They they ask you to turn in your wires by frisking you. Yeah. Yeah. So this is one where if you are going to meet up with guys from the internet. Don't do the honor system on the wire thing. Yeah. <laughs> You're not going to want to I do like that at the meeting they discussed that they need 200 men to storm the Capitol building again on June 14th, two months after more than 200 men stormed the Capitol building in Lansing. <laughs> <laughs> they wanted to go back. Yeah, they wanted to do it again. So they go into the basement lair. Uh, they surrender their yeah, cell phones. The surrender dungeon. of surrender of, of, of FBI-issued recording uh, devices, optional. Um, and then they uh, begin to talk about uh, how they're going to assault the state capitol, uh, assault law enforcement officers, use Molotov cocktails on their vehicles, etc. Yeah, and they do the, the thing that the best operators do, which is plan another meeting uh, a couple weeks later so they can <laughs> uh, prepare for, the, for whatever thing that they haven't actually set a date or any concrete steps for. Yeah, and then Fox, who is kind of uh, the leader of this group, at least for now, uh, in the meantime, is you know going live on Facebook, saying threatening things <laughs> about the government, saying, "Hey, you know, we got to get out there and do something." Hey, why don't you guys hook up? Give me some ideas of what we should be out there doing. <laughs> <laughs> what do you What do you guys want? <laughs> so um, they then begin tactical training. Yeah. Thus begins the the montage, the training montage. <laughs> right. Right. Now, these guys are all probably independent members of militia in other places. Um, if you read articles about them, you'll know that Fox, maybe some other people were like members of like a, a Michigan, one particular Michigan militia. Fox got kicked out because he apparently had like uh, anger problems or rage problems. Basically, he goes through the three month training period and he's like reporting in for musters and, you know, he's showing up when they tell him to show up and uh, he's real disciplined and everything, and then the minute he gets like confirmed or made or whatever as a member of the militia, he starts talking to people like, "So, so, you know, when are we going to start shooting? When are we going to start fucking killing people?" And so they're like, "Get the fuck out of here right now!" Now, 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 a little you're going to get us arrested, bro. right? Right. A little background for people who who might not uh, be a little bit older. Um, Michigan has been like I don't want to say a hotbed exactly, but like a, historically is, has for some reason. Uh, had a lot of homegrown militia activity there. Um, the most famous uh, version of it—it it was real faddish in the '90s, and then it, you know, really dropped off in the end in the late '90s <laughs> after uh, Timothy McVeigh and yeah, the Nichols Boys 
blew up a daycare, and then all of a sudden the membership went pretty far down. So some of these <laughs> people, you know, they have like they're like ex-military or ex-cops or current cops, current military reserve or something, and so they have a lot of like opsec kind of comms discipline sort of chain of command like talk. These people are not anti-establishment. They like the cops. They like the government, and they're not into uh, some guy showing up and saying, "Okay, when are we when are we going right. to start shooting the governor?" <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like I said, like these are the guys that showed up for you know, I mean, places like Kenosha and all. That, even though that's in Wisconsin, it wasn't necessarily Michigan militia guys that were coming. But that's the like profile of the kind right. of person that would show up to those. And and obviously, you know, as Andy said, that they're they're defending the state and they're they're kind of a, a paramilitary arm of the state. They're not overthrowing it. Whereas these guys, I mean, Caserta, uh, I believe, is the one with the social media presence. A lot of the right wing kind of, I guess you'd call them lying bloggers kind of picked up on the fact that he used a lot of kind of anarchist imagery in, in some of his social media. Po- I mean, really just stuff in his house. Yeah. Um, but his kind of like philosophy was just kind of a general anti-government. Uh, I don't know, burn it all down kind of. Caserta was like philosophy. a real libertarian, you know, not like yeah. not like the right. pedophile kind or the which is all <laughs> the, of them. The well, we don't know that for sure, kind. probably. But yeah. like he didn't, he didn't. Not that, not the primarily pedophile, <laughs> right, right, and not and not the fake kind like like Richard Epstein, like we've talked about. This is a guy who will turn around and tell people, even though he has you know holds very conservative views or whatever, he'll turn around and say to his YouTube audience, "Cops are not your friend." Look which right. side they're yeah. standing on. They're gonna arrest you if you stand up to these people. The governor's not your friend. Now, he's a psycho. I'm not saying he's good or anything, but his, uh, you know, his opinion on cops. I mean, I, I don't know. I kind of At least he has an ethos. He does. <laughs> but yeah, back to your point, Tark. The, the the tactical training is going on. These guys are meeting up for, uh, you know, training weekends or FXT field exercises or whatever they. FTX. So they're working on making one of the fun fun details. They're working on making some kind of bomb out of a balloon. Yeah, they're trying to make, like, a gender reveal party device. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the idea here is really weird because they had balloons, black powder, a fuse, and then they, like, put BBs in there with the idea that it would be kind of like, I guess, like a a pipe bomb. It It, it it sounds like something out of a Yoshi game or something. (laughs) (laughs) You have to, like, dodge it. But, I mean, yeah, like, Jahar Sarnayev made a better ID, too. <laughs> right. I, he, he did not seem like the smartest. You're going to get us into trouble with certain <laughs> subsets of Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, going after Jahar. I'm, I'm on team uh, for you, Sarnayev. Yeah, so these, so, so shortcut, these these do not work. But they had a good time. Yeah, they, they fired a gun, so, you know, everybody had fun. Sounds like a good weekend, yeah. honestly. And then, yeah. and then like, any, like any good secretive plotting group, they posted videos of all this to Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which was promptly captured and stored by the FBI. Right? Yep. And then I think again they're still sort of in search of a of a of an animating mission, right? I mean they're 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 talking about shooting up the governor's home. Um, they, you know maybe they really don't want to storm the Capitol. Maybe they'll go you know cause some property damage. You know, they're sort of like casting about for what exactly to do. Mm-hmm. But it seems like by, by the end of by the end of July they've they've hit upon the fact that they should abduct the governor either upon arrival to uh, or departure from either the governor's official summer residence or her vacation home. Yeah. So they start talking about kidnapping. And the thing that's interesting about this area um, is that they're meeting up for like secure meetings to discuss this um, with people that they just met. 
Okay, they're now plotting to kidnap or injure, uh, you know, a top public official in Michigan. And they, none of these guys know each other. They're all they all know each other from Facebook and one weekend making, uh, you know, balloon grenades that didn't go off. <laughs> and so, at least what jumps out is funny is that the more they plan this thing, the less organized it gets, which right. is like a real classic sign of that you're dealing with a fucking idiot. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Because they're just talking about, like, look, man, maybe we just, you know, we just grab this bitch. Okay, we, we snatch and grab, man. Grab the fucking governor. Yeah. Just grab the bitch. Because at that point, we do that, dude, it's over. Which anybody who thinks about it for half a second realizes it's the least far from <laughs> over it could possibly be. In some sense, it's just beginning. Yeah, it's the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> in basically every sense. <laughs> Even in the sense that you plan to execute her. It's right. seriously just beginning. And if I say you're going to walk up in this house and do this motherfucker so I can see if you got any balls or not, guess what else you're going to do? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just fire to that ass. Tighten up your panties, boy. So the plans here, they just, you know, like my two-year-old is always constantly trying to sneak an extra ice cream out of the out of the freezer, and like this makes that shit look like fucking Sun Tzu. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just, it, they're just, no, it makes no sense at all. No, right, none. So in order, so they start planning this thing, and then what they decide is, listen, okay, maybe we grab her and we'll take her. Okay, once we get her, we'll th- we'll toss her in the car and we'll take her to a secure location, and then we'll have a trial. The location being in Wisconsin, by the way, would take her across state lines and presumably, given that it's in western Michigan, like, what, a four or five hour drive to, <laughs> to, to have a trial. But I love that, like, they realize that they need some structure around her. So they're going to, like, again, going back to the montage, you know, they're going to need, like, an expert team of dudes. <laughs> yeah, they, they literally try to, like, Ocean's Eleven this. It's yeah. The most like they're insane. gonna this they're gonna so they're good. gonna contact a realtor at one point and get the but layout it, of neighboring homes. Not just contact. Home. It sounds like get him involved. Like you need the real estate guy and your fucking team of operators just to know where a house is. And they, they needed plumbers and electricians to like find the air ducts or whatever. <laughs> to read the, the, yeah, 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 to read the blueprints, read blueprints that they were somehow going to get from a real estate broker. You're just gonna knock uh, this old lady over outside and throw a bag over her and put her in the fucking truck. Would it? What blueprints? I mean, they recognize that any good plan requires, like, specialized guys. Yeah. Right? yeah. Like, I mean, specifically, an engineer, an IT guy, a demo guy, uh, and then, you know, some other operators. I would assume that each of those guys in their mind had, like, their one defining characteristic. That's exactly <laughs> how they viewed it. They, they yeah. definitely viewed, like, Like, fucking... the demo guy was yeah. always shaving... You know, and the and the IT guy yeah, had a handlebar like mustache. It was getting talks too like old a Josh for this shit. Wheaton character. Uh, yeah, that just happened. <laughs> like this is like drawing from all these sort of fantastical sources we're also very familiar with. Uh, but in reality, like planning something that is, you know, among the highest level felony you could probably. <laughs> yeah. 
any one of these guys could just openly go to the cops and just say, hey, I got contacted to... So after those meetings, <laughs> there's the... They've they've now moved to an encrypted group chat, or they have an encrypted I, group chat. Also, just to be clear, they don't get any of these guys. For no, sure. no, None no. of these guys <laughs> They're get just talking. Yeah. Not a single one of these guys get recruited. Yeah, I do. Do you know how hard it is to both find a demo guy... That's true. ...and find a demo guy with an interesting quirk? <laughs> you know, he's got cool glasses, and, you know, he's wet behind the ears, you know? Like, I mean, you, you need, like, a specific type of guy that balances out. It's not as easy as it sounds. I do, yeah. think, I, I do think that this is one of... I mean, there's plenty to go on earlier that we could say that it's clear they're LARPing, but this is one of the first places where yeah, like, it's, it's, it's clear you guys are just watching so TV. Clear. The fact that they say it and then, like, do nothing to get this. It's like, yeah, we should get a demo guy. It's like, all right. For, like, are, for, are, for what? For a snatch and grab? Immediately after all of that fantasizing, you know, like, they have a moment, you know, and like, a, a orgiastic, you know, f- views about, like, all these things they're going to do, and then they kind of, you know, the release, uh, and then they're all exhausted, and uh, Fox has to ping the encrypted group chat saying, so how we're all feeling about the kidnapping? <laughs> <laughs> It's like you get really it's, drunk, and then like yeah. nobody wants to talk about it. The uh, next day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and nobody answers. Nope, no one. No anybody one feel like now, 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 now. To be fair, now Fox is a moron here, but everybody else that was that was correct. That's that was correct good response. Opposite, is you don't say yeah. yes. I do feel like kidnapping. <laughs> kidna- I have, I feel I have taken concrete steps to further <laughs> kidnapping. Oh man. So they have this. So they have this encrypted group chat. Which okay, this is a good move here. This is one of the first tactically good moves here. The problem is, it's, it's just <laughs> like a protocol security thing. If you're bringing people inside of a chat, you have to make sure that you know everybody that's in there. Otherwise, the encryption. The whole point of encryption is that it creates like a blind between you and everybody else. Only you. Yeah. Only you people can see your conversation. But if you don't know any of the other fucking people in your conversation, <laughs> then there's no way of knowing that what has happened to these people is happening to you, which is there's a fucking cop sitting in there. <laughs> yeah. But- it's amazing. Just, it, it, there's multiple instances in the complaint where they're like, they moved to a, a secure channel, but uh, since our guy was in there, we just figured out everything anyway. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's exactly what happened with the vacuum shop too, right? It's just like, yeah. oh yeah, they didn't ask him for if he was, was wearing a wire. So we just we just saw everything. <laughs> so then, after getting left on on people are gonna yell at me when I, I like to say left on read, but uh, yes, it's left on red. Just doesn't sound as good. No, I say on read. Forget that. Fuck that. Hearing nothing from the encrypted group chat, which also contained cops, he then directly calls one of the cops. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, of all the um, people you could have picked, man. Right. And That's says, uh, we've narrowed it down to the vacation home and the, the summer residence. Um, and then posts also to the Facebook page, we about to be busy, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> this is where the <laughs> Patriot shows up, sacrifices his time, his money, blood, sweat, and tears. It starts now, so get fucking prepared. Now, that's a good speech. Yeah. I'm motivated. I mean- Oh, it's, it's to a private page. All right, yeah. No, I thought that was just to his public page. I was going to say, like, what was his mom thinking about? I'm like, oh, he's getting a job, finally. Yeah. One of the interesting things in the complaint here is that, so when he calls the guy, somehow, even though he calls one of the cops, for some reason, it's not recorded. This is not I, I know why. It's because that guy did it at 2 a.m. The guy's like, what? Why are you telling? I'm, 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 I'm and just, 
like couldn't get it done in time because he probably didn't expect him to just call and just explain crimes to him right. in the middle of the night or whatever. But for the first time, one of these things that happens, one of these material steps is not recorded. But That's true, it doesn't yeah. matter because as Tark just said, the guy goes on Facebook and says, hey, I'm about to take a material step in a crime. <laughs> <laughs> so after that William Wallace speech uh, that gets everybody tr- stirred up, it's time for another training montage. Right. Um, they get back for another tactical training uh, in Munich, Michigan. And again, that's audio recorded by Yep, helpfully recorded by one of the undercover uh, sources. They're confidential informants. I'm sorry, yes, we're shorthanding it to cops, but this is, this is a freelance policeman. Yeah, so they're, they're at another FTX, uh, and then, you know, while they're all sipping beers and just eating, I assume, just like raw or, you know, uncooked canned chili or whatever the hell militia guys <laughs> eat. Uh, Fox asks them all again about kidnapping Governor Whitmer. <laughs> <laughs> and again, uh, helpfully, Garbin now says, uh, maybe we shouldn't <clears throat> talk about this here. Yeah, because they're participating in a training, right? So these these aren't the only five guys that are at the training. They're they're like right. with a group right. of other people, and the guy says, you yeah. know, maybe we don't, in front of 50 other people, talk <laughs> about how we're planning on kidnapping and fucking murdering the governor. Good point, Garvin. Point to you. But then they have a call, and that's recorded by the, by the, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the confidential informant again. <laughs> let's, let's not talk about this here. Yeah. Let's talk about this on a call that will be recorded by our, our, our friend. The, yeah, the, <laughs> none of the, the half-assed snitch. OPSEC matters if you're already being looked at by the feds. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird that, uh, that remember, in the first meeting, they uh, collected all the cell phones to ensure that nobody was listening. But then they just start having electronic communications. <laughs> Yeah. And then after the call, uh, they jump into the group chat uh, just to make sure that they memorialize in writing everything that was said on the call. <laughs> yeah, that they're taking material steps to further Yeah, crimes. in case there was any problem with the recording. Uh, and, the, and the chat has this quality of, like, everybody is sort of talking big, but nobody's, like, saying that they're, they're going to be the one to do it. So yeah, it's it's like any meeting with like community organizers or, you know, whatever socialist group meeting. It's just that they're doing something way more illegal than usual. Uh, but I do like the plan here that Harris says, which is that one person, quote unquote, goes to her house. And then when they knock on the door and she answers, they just get her as though the governor has, just doesn't have any kind of security system and just answers <laughs> the door like a normal person. Yeah. Knock on the door. She answers. Just cap her. And just, you know, fuck her. Just catch her walking in the building and just dome her. Yeah. Domer. This is their fucking plan. <laughs> Which needed apparently 800 guys to run up and basically do a drive-by shooting. Yeah, it's funny because, so one of the things he says is like, look, we're already outside the house. So at that point, you know, fuck it. At this point, you just you just kill her. And like, I'm not a criminal lawyer or anything, but like the legal analysis here, not, <laughs> I think a yeah. little, a little There's a, There are in fact, there are in fact a number of things you can do between kidnapping someone and murdering them in their home. Well, not even, I mean, like at, at this point, all they've done is, you know, trespass. Right. Like, if you know, you're sitting outside the house watching the house, it's not like, well, that's basically murder. Might as well. We're do all the murder. way in now. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Can't turn back now. It's not correct. If you're listening. We've, <laughs> there's no difference between sitting out here thinking about killing her and walking up and just <laughs> right. killing there's no legal distinction may as well just see what happens <laughs> you know i guess if that's the society you live in i can see why you'd want there to be more liberty yeah if thinking of a crime is the same as committing it <laughs> i can see why you want the bill of rights all of a sudden Maybe these guys yeah are it's all start- it's all starting to make sense to me 
and then I think in the probably the most beautiful line in the entire oh, yeah. document. Yeah, I love this line. One of the other guys follows up with the confidential informant and says, you know, this all sounds great to me. Uh, I'm in for anything as long as it's well planned. <laughs> <laughs> So at this point, at this point, uh, the complaint pivots and says the group uses operational security measures to avoid detection. <laughs> the gang discovers ops. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> and so th- there's two things going on here. One, one is that the FBI is, all, is stunting on them uh, because it's funny. Yeah. Uh, but two, yeah. uh, this does uh, go to intent and mens rea. The, the, it, it, right. When someone is. Um, Using code words even as poorly as these guys do, it does really demonstrate that you are intent you are attempting to do something nefarious. Um, uh-huh. But the the funny thing that's going on here is that the way that they use code words is very much in the LARPing vein that we were talking about because all they're doing is just like replacing a bad word with a neutral one, and that just yeah. fucking doesn't fool anyone. So they have these like little bombs, and they're thinking about. Yeah, they- a- literally said parody like people do on Twitter, it would have been probably better OPSEC just yeah. because of the like actual obfuscation that that does. Yeah, it would actually mess they- with the intent. <laughs> right, so so before they settle on the kidnapping plan, they're bouncing all over the place, and one of the things that they've been thinking about was a bombing campaign. Now, remember, these are the people that couldn't make a fucking balloon pop with a <laughs> fuse and explosives yeah. in it. <laughs> But they're thinking about a bombing campaign, and so they have what they have this idea. It's really, it's really clever. They start, they treat the whole thing like it's baking, and they say, "Listen, uh, we haven't heard from the baker yet. The explosive—that's <laughs> the explosive manufacturer. Maybe we need to make a cake, huh? Uh, you know what I'm talking about? What about maybe we should make a bunch of cupcakes and send them out? I do like also that CHS two the the informant." Like isn't a hundred percent certain on any of this, thing, which is another <laughs> he great it feature to be a of reference to bombing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, they said that in the past. I don't really know what it they meant. Could by have that. meant something to do with cupcakes. A- I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, so like a good tip for this in life generally. Look, I'm not a criminal, and I've never gotten away with uh, crimes and like found not guilty in some trial. So, so take my assertion that it's a good tip uh, to just be like, here's how to lie to people or whatever. Say it out loud. Okay, to yourself in the mirror, and, and like, are you gonna be fooled by what you're saying here? It's obvious what you mean. The whole point of codes is to exclude other people from understanding one that you're communicating anything that's of any significance. Two, to to, to make your meaning inaccessible, unreadable, and instead of doing that, this has the opposite effect. This is what's so funny about this because when you use like when a when a bunch of fucking uh, guys hanging out in basements and shooting guns and eating, you know, uncooked canned chili. Start talking about baking cupcakes. Look, the antenna go up, not down. The whole point with codes is you want to <laughs> yeah. distract somebody, so like they don't even know that you're making, you're having some kind of like important communication. Instead, the codes are like, oh, they're talking about baking again. I should tune into this. Well, there's not a large leap between you know bomb making and baking. The way that it works is they just kind of did what they heard in movies and assumed that that would be good opsec, but. Again, it just it just displays that they were gonna do something right. illegal. Well, they were correct in that the, each of them would understand what they meant. Uh, <laughs> what they failed to understand like, is that yeah. every <laughs> single other fucking person 
Also would understand what they meant. Exactly the logical error that was committed here. They were like, "Man, this is working. They get what I'm saying." Like, yeah, 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 we all do. Yes. I will also say, you know, we talk online a lot about you know Jokerification. You know, I'm going to become the Joker. You know, Fox gives a really good speech that's recorded here that I do think is worth reading aloud. Right? I mean, just so we can get into the mindset. Of what's happening right now on July 24th, 2020. Fox is discussing the need for intensive training. Uh, And he says, in all honesty right now, I just want to make the world glow, dude. I'm not even fucking kidding. I want to make it all glow, dude. I don't fucking care anymore. I'm just so sick of it. That's what's going to take. That's what it's going to take for us to take it back. We're just going to have to, everything's going to have to be annihilated, man. We're going to topple it all, dude. It's what great freaking conquerors, man. We're just going to conquer every fucking thing, man. We're going to bake a little cake for Governor Whitmer. I mean... What a kid, uh, well, it, it, it's funny that the, the end of that paragraph, the FBI tries to style on him a little bit, uh, because it says, Fox and Garvin further discuss the need for government to collapse because it has become so tyrannical. Now, they're putting this in here because they think it's funny because he was just talking right. about being sort of a tyrannical person, and they think they're doing some iron. Yeah, conquering yeah. the world. But, yeah, in my opinion, the guy's... Uh, I agree with you. He sounds, he, sounds, he sounds like a cool fucking Joker guy. Well, he's not wrong. I will tell you this. I don't fucking care anymore, and I am just so sick of it. So <laughs> maybe he's got more things right than we think. Exactly. Well, unfortunately, he gets a lot of things wrong in the execution of the rest of <laughs> <Yeah>. this. August, the guys are talking about whether they've been infiltrated by feds. They're starting to think about, well, wait a second. What if there's a cop here? Now, good thought. It's a very good thought. It's also the thought that you should have had back in fucking June. Right. Well, maybe even in February when you were calling around to the traditional militia guys and asking them for the names and addresses <laughs> of police officers to shoot. <laughs> and they were telling you, hey, we're going to kick you out because we think you're a cop. So they have this idea, and it's an in-person meeting, okay, and everybody in the Wolverine Watchmen has to bring personal documents to confirm your identities. <laughs> Everyone knows FBI people only use no, fake I, yes. Yeah, the idea here seems to be that the feds would not be able to produce fake documents and i gotta say as a security precaution you know that's not that's not really well thought out <laughs> yeah the, the federal government as it turns out has the ability to produce any documents that it's it really not going to be hard for them like so then so then uh T- tim was saying this earlier but they, they also have an idea that like just in case the feds are onto their group chat they scoot over to a different app but uh, as tim was saying earlier 
you know, they bring the confidential informant along, so nothing <laughs> changes. Now they're talking, uh, they're starting to get serious now. Uh, they're talking about recon. And one guy uh, goes out in perfect LARP fashion and buys a $4,000 helmet and night vision goggles. He throws that yeah, in the chat. It's, he's a Yeah, he hat. throws that in the chat. Listen, I'm, I'm ready with night vision goggles. Remember, they're going to a vacation house in the fucking middle of nowhere. Well, but, I mean, the night vision goggles, okay, maybe. But the helmet's just going to stick out, I think. <laughs> yeah. <You> know, <laughs> the yeah, helmet seems point. like yeah. overkill. You know? It's not good. I'll tell you, not good OPSEC is to go to a luxury vacation home full of rich people <laughs> that are super skeptical of anyone that isn't them and then putting on a giant <laughs> helmet. It tends to, that tends to draw attention to you. This is where I started to realize that what we're looking at is really – a LARP by a bunch of dumbasses. I mean, they're just, you know, they're buying expensive equipment. They include all these unnecessary steps. They attempted to include all these unnecessary people in a plan. And so these are people that have, like, no real fear that would cause you to uncover, you know, the fatal flaws in your plan. If you really had, were, like, estimating right. the strength and, and abilities of your, you know, opponents, in this case, like, law enforcement and stuff, you... You wouldn't yeah. be doing any of this shit. It's instead, instead, it's just a bunch of guys hanging out in the group chat, just talking shit, going camping, showing off the gear. It's fun. And ultimately whipping themselves or permitting yeah. themselves to be whipped uh, into yeah. a frenzy. Yeah, that's true. That's uh, true. You know. I mean, so, like, it's a LARP by a bunch of dumbasses, but it is a bunch of, like, I don't know, scary weirdos egging each other on who probably are eventually going to do something bad. <laughs> yeah. They don't have uh, cocaine to start a restaurant with each other instead, so they do this, <laughs> basically. Yeah, I won't go as far as some some people have said, like, look, once you see the, the, the presence of the FBI in this um, egging them on, you don't need to think anything else about this. That's the only salient fact. I wouldn't quite go that far. I do think, I'm sorry, look, these guys are fucking dangerous. <laughs> well, and credit to them. I mean, one of the things that people sometimes say to be mean on online is, you know, you're just a, you know, you're just sitting in your house, you know, tweeting, you know, or sitting in your car doing your front facing videos. These guys actually took it out of the house. <laughs> That's right. right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, they, they, they take their activism uh, to the street and they drive by her house, yeah. I guess, and, and do take videos and yeah. pictures. Once they get yeah. out, these guys are going to win so many online arguments. <laughs> late August, yeah. late August, these guys are getting out there. Uh, this is, this is really good to visit. Uh, the location of a kidnapping in advance so that way um your cell phone will have been tracked nearby so that way law enforcement can know easily what the unusual uh what the unusual visitors to the home prior to the crime were and we know that they brought their cell because uh they got fucking lost yeah just plug in governor's (laughs) mansion in your google maps The, the amazing thing here is that they didn't even do that like what happened is they got lost they had their cell phone they used their cell phone to call a guy to do that and they say can you figure it out because i cannot figure it out on my phone can you find out where so the guy goes into google earth and sends them street view fucking screenshots into the group chat to give them like step-by-step directions to get to the house it's just like it's fucking incredible i also like that at this at this point in the in the surveillance operation fox says uh you know, we're not going to let these guys burn our state down, blah, blah, blah. Don't, don't, don't give a fuck if there's just a handful of us. Dude, we're going to go out there and use deadly force. <laughs> also, also, isn't the... I am announcing my intent to use deadly force. <laughs> but isn't the, the point of this operation to burn their state down? Like, isn't, isn't that yeah. what he said he was going to do, like, two weeks ago? 
Well, I mean, he's going to burn. Yeah, he's going to burn it down to prevent them from burning it down. Yeah. All right, man. <laughs> I mean, there's a, there, I mean, there's a little, there's a, there's a, there's a, a nuanced distinction. Yeah. So the, so these guys are now roping in new witnesses who are at home. They're using new electronic communications and queries of third-party databases. Uh, with with their known accomplices are doing this stuff. And if if you're not a lawyer, you're not familiar with this. Anytime you start involving third-party databases, uh, all that stuff is retrievable by law enforcement with no warrant. As have phone calls for about a hundred right. years. So like, <clears throat> yeah. So so there are. Uh, for example, there's a thing called key, a keyword search warrant um, that's used often around things like arson and other crimes where, uh, you know, you just have sort of the evidence that the crime happened and you don't have any other leads. And what they do is prosecutors will get these, uh, in these cases, they'll do search warrant. They will get a warrant for this. But uh, they'll go to Google and they'll just get everybody who, key, you know, who searched a certain keyword uh, or maybe they'll geofence it, and it'll be within a certain location and a certain time, you know, within a certain you know radius. Everybody who searched a certain thing, and then they'll take the data they get from that to try to hone it down and see if they can identify suspects. And here, what you have is apparently, you know, weeks before they were planning to kidnap the governor, they're having their buddy query Google Earth about the governor's vacation home. Well, guess what, man? They're gonna fucking show up at your house five minutes after she goes missing. Yeah. <laughs> so these guys are just I mean they're doing recon but they're like slow rolling the house up and down the street like Tim was saying it's a suspicious you know vacation home neighborhood everybody yeah. sees this <laughs> yeah one of the guys paints their boat black in order to help with That's... surveillance well, in fairness uh, I only think he offered to paint it black oh he didn't right? actually yeah you're right <laughs> yeah and, and, and this this has the effect of like the of like the cupcake the, the, the codes and stuff where it draws more attention and it's worth I, I, I have to see this stuff I'm sorry to keep drawing back to my son but I have to see this door of the explorer shit and there's this like fucking raccoon on there who steals things and that's swipe swipe yeah. right he's a fox well, this, oh he's yeah. a fox right so the, the, yeah. the fucking fox <laughs> I'm a huge door he's the only <laughs> fucking fox that has the burglar mask on he's the only one so it's yeah. really yeah. fucking easy to find him the guy who stole the shit because it's the one fox wearing the burglar mask <laughs> <laughs> all right so at this point then uh we're moving into september and finally we get the actual cop yeah. involved yep up until now it's been the confidential informants or what do they call them confidential human source yeah confidential human source so now we actually get a uce undercover employee and with little fanfare but you, if you're reading the complaint like they don't say now the uce is in infiltrated you just see in paragraph 27 it's like over the weekend mm -hmm. here's all the guys and then you see a uce and oh okay i guess uh <laughs> the the confidential informant was like i know a guy who should come hang out with us yeah real operator <laughs> Uh, and then another UCE shows up, I think, too. Right? Yeah. So now they, 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 like, and and they're bringing them to these these additional surveillance and training exercises. It's another FTX. Uh, I mean, it's just hanging out, probably. Really. Well, I'm assuming that they use that. Uh, I mean, I could, I could be wrong here, but I'm assuming that they use that or something similar to introduce the guy. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and it says oh, hey, what are individual. you guys doing? Hey, what are you guys talking about? Oh, and, and you you know that it's just under the surface, and they're not real careful with their comms, so it's going to be super easy to goad them into talking about what they're so excited about and probably can't stop thinking about all day is their super secret club. <laughs> well, in fact, they're at the they're at the exercise, 
and Fox takes aside, you know, the usual suspects, uh, the you know the the guy the, the 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 sort of snitch that's been involved all along, and two UCEs and four other people. Right. So th- there's <laughs> been just other people that aren't part of this complaint at all. Yeah. It's just to brief them on the plant. <laughs> Fucking Forrest Gump is there, just like yeah. When you do the math here, it's like pretty fucking funny at this point there's two cops an informant and nine other guys now 12 people and three of them are 25 percent cops at this fucking point (laughs) these guys are fully (laughs) infiltrated flipped and fucked and now they're just everything that they do now is just testifying against themselves they pull aside a whole bunch of people that are 25% cops and tell them about all the plan that tell them about the plan tell them about all the cool surveillance they did the first time and then they go out to do more surveillance and bring along a cop and these other four random people to the new surveillance just npcs right? just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like literal npcs in this yeah. in, in the document <laughs> <laughs> and like and like you got to think about like what is the fucking point? Like, what did they learn from the first surveillance run that they didn't learn already from the other guy's street view searches? It probably yeah. looked exactly like the house. In yeah. fact, that's how you found it. So then they find it, and <laughs> now they want to go again. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think the answer With is... With more people, too. <laughs> I think the answer is is that it's fun. Yeah, right. Exactly right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, think, I mean, I think also they're kind of too scared to really pull the trigger literally and figuratively on this yeah. stuff is because they know that it would trigger a bunch of events that end with them dying. <laughs> <laughs> so at this point, I now I, I'm just reading between the lines, but at this point, so so they go out for this this run. They go in three cars. Um, it's a pretty funny breakdown because uh, some of the actual members of the group are getting left behind. Right. Uh, yeah. Because there's to bring many, on these new guys. There's too, there many, too many fucking cops. cops. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, sorry, this yeah. baby, this baby can only, only hold so many cops in it. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, literally one one of the vehicles has two separate cops in them. Yeah. So, th- which is like, you have to imagine that at that meeting afterwards, like, why did we both get in the vehicle? It's like, well, we're all in every vehicle. We might as well just double up, I guess. The third car. Get a stereo recording of the. The third car is the funniest guy. one because there's two cars that are doing like a little, can you signal lights across at each other? And they park at each other and they flash their lights and they're like, ooh, you can signal it across the lake. Um, but the third car is absolutely the funniest one because it has the other uh, FBI guy number two. And this car is literally there to ensure that no one is being followed by cops. <laughs> it's a fucking cop in the car. <laughs> oh, man. I'm reading between the lines here, but I think what happens at this point is, like, the FBI starts the end game. Um, yeah. They yeah. don't – the complaint does not fess up to how much egging on that they did, but, look, it definitely happened. And yeah, and and you, yeah, like going to which like they would have just kept doing these surveillance runs and like maybe some like light vandalism, but like nothing super worth the FBI's time in terms of prosecution. Probably, like I said, like I was saying earlier, I I do think at a certain point these guys are egging each other on. I don't know that they would have done anything yeah. competent. That but they, that's true. They, yeah, at, no, but I mean, then some the other the other too. issue. The other issue is then you would have, you know, if they did kill the governor, then there would be two UCEs and two 
you know, uh, 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 informants that were right there that could have stopped it at any time and are now just on the hook for a dead gun. That would be a bummer so. for your law enforcement yeah. career. But back back, yeah. back to the point I, was, I wanted to make that I, I, I do think – so what, one thing that happens during this trip is that they go across this bridge. And at this point, the boys are thinking about blowing it up. And uh, we know that in the complaint that one of the FBI guys hops out of the car and is helping them scope out the infrastructure supporting the bridge. And I yeah. think that what we're looking at here, although the complaint is not going to fess up to it again, is that the FBI guy is the one pushing this. And the oh, reason, course. and the reason I think that is because, um, you know, we're going to go through the rest of the complaint, but but skipping ahead to the end, that the, the final step in the in the FBI plan is to get these guys to save up money to spend a lot on explosives because that's your that's your big substantial step mm-hmm. if you know anything about conspiracy right. law. Um, taking a substantial step towards the completion of a crime and towards the completion of a conspiracy uh, type crime um, is the sort of thing that uh, allows you to be convicted for an attempt, allows you to be convicted, uh, you know, without having actually completed the crime. And so the FBI has their plan. They steer these guys into thinking about blowing up the bridge. And, and I mean, sorry if I didn't say this before, but the idea of blowing up the bridge is like, they think it's going to like distract the police or throw the police off so they can't get or to slow them in the, time. Slow the response would, down wouldn't that also cut off their escape route? Like, how are they, <laughs> it's how are real they fucking, it makes no fucking sense at all. I mean, like, like even yeah. if it did, even if they have another way out, right? Like, if you blow up a bridge near the governor's house, the first thing that's going to happen is every off-duty officer yeah. gets scrambled. Get in your fucking yeah. car and go. And again, the police have helicopters. They don't need a bridge <laughs> to be able to track you. But then yeah. they, after the surveillance is over, they finish the reconnaissance work. They agree that it's great reconnaissance work. It's going to really, you know, planning, perfect. Yep. It's going to make everything go smoothly. That's right. Uh, and then when they arrive back after the surveillance, the informant <laughs> sits everybody down Such and says, okay, we're all okay with what's going on now, right? <laughs> and if you don't want to do a kidnapping, please get up and leave the room, right? <laughs> and then everybody starts, just starts joking and saying, you know, no, we're not going to kidnap. We're going to adult nap. Uh, yeah. And that's No, that's, that's Garvin again trying to get plausible <laughs> deniability saying we're not doing kidnapping, at which point someone just spikes that down and says that they're adult napping. And so then the, I think it's another FBI guy says, look, I know a guy. We can get explosives. Um, it's going to cost you four grand. So they start, you know, they start making their final plans. And at some point they bump up the date, I think, because they wanted to get this done. Uh, before the election and then uh, the FBI's uh, the FBI's justification for going is because they, they were speeding up the timeline when in fact the real reason is that the FBI didn't want these guys fucking up the election yeah right, right. I mean <laughs> so, like, <laughs> yeah that like again reading between the lines like you can see how they don't want something like this going down you know a month out of before the election especially with Trump's poll numbers as it is like, right right not to get too conspiratorial, but given the way the DOJ has been acting the last four years, uh, I mean, a lot of people on Twitter have said, like, the, the FBI never goes after right-wing people. Why would they start now? And it's like, well, if they're going to fuck things up, <laughs> yeah, boss, because if in the, turns out she's going to martyr the, the, the governor of the glorious state of Michigan. Right. In the week before the election, you uh, kidnap a middle-aged woman and execute her, uh, probably yeah. on video. 
uh, and then post it to fucking Facebook or whatever. I don't know if that's gonna be good for Trump's numbers. Fuck! Fuck! I think you flooded it. Hey, you funny story? Shut up and get out of the car. By the, by, the, by the time they got to the end here, look, guys, there's a lot of mission creep, okay? You really need to look at, like, a tight plan, okay? For, it's kidnapping, right. it's arson, we're going to do a bombing, we need to do some surveillance and recon, maybe, maybe we got to yeah. do a trial, maybe we need to inspire a national movement. Look, you need, like, a fucking... You need like a tight plan and a tight group of people. <laughs> Stop calling up randos. <laughs> Stop buying gear. Compare it with your German Marxists from the Deutsche Bank episode. Those right? guys fucking knew what they were doing. Those guys yeah, had a exactly. tight mission, a tight plan, simple bicycle bomb. You know, planned it out, let it go. Specific you know. target that, that yeah. was based on yeah furthering organizational goals. Et cetera, et cetera. It didn't involve setting up a whole separate society with the governing documents. You know, like <laughs> right. I mean, it just like again, okay, this this the problem with this is that it's sort of born out of these sort of crazy fantasies that kind of just spiraled out of control, right? And so I think there's a few lessons that we were talking about from this. Number one is that it's obvious that these guys don't really have uh, a good sense of survival or you know danger yeah they seem to feel perfectly free more or less planning this out in the open and you know i think andy you were saying like this means something right yeah this tells us something about these people's experiences you know you'll see a lot of conservatives talk about how they're under attack or whatever but this group is not yet being hunted um like say other quote-unquote terrorist groups or criminal groups they they don't see themselves as real targets uh and they haven't developed any kind of you know realism or streamlining of their plans or genuine estimation of the capabilities of the people they're up against because they're just not fucking afraid of them and it's not it's not just because they're morons it's because they're not actually accomplishing anything and no one is actually hunting them yet Okay, when they start seeing their buddies get scooped up and disappeared, and then they're going to start looking over their shoulders 24-7, and you won't see this kind of, like, you know, buffoonery. I would assume that if you were in legitimate danger of uh, being arrested by a police officer as opposed to being up on a stage giving a speech with a police officer, which is what these guys really were doing, (laughs) you know, then, you know, you would uh, act in a way that was not this blatantly stupid. A good hook for that is um, what we know about, say, Title III wiretaps. Under the statute, if you want to get a wiretap, it's not just probable cause. If you want to go up on a wire for somebody, you have to make a showing. And the showing you have to make is, is like I said, not just probable cause, but you have to show that you tried other things to get the information that you need and that they didn't work or they won't work. So you have to. So, so these kind of warrant applications... When they, when they come in for drug dealing operations, these things they cite to the randomization uh, that of, of actions or people that's employed by uh, certain drug dealing operations, by counter surveillance measures, um, descriptions of, of dealers as intensely aware of everyone on the street, uh, right. efficient communication, the back to leadership of any new development. They don't miss anything. They don't trust new people. And so, therefore... 
they they make this justification that listen, you have to give us a way to go up on a wire because there's no way for us to learn anything about this organization. You don't need to do any of that for these fucking guys, right? Because they're posting it all on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, half of them are cops. Or, or yeah, on the they're recruiting <laughs> cops. Right. The way this sort of blew up on on online was that you know I don't know like some 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 guy some socialist guy you know pointed out that the home they lived in or you know Fox or one of these guys in in the in the Michigan area owned. Uh, it was kind of junky. It had a dumpster out front. had a couple trucks out front, and the economic precarity was the primary explainer. You know, for this. Um, but, you know, I think they're probably, that, that's probably true, right? I mean, these guys don't have a hedge fund. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. they're not really, they're not really cashing in in any meaningful, uh, uh, impressive way on the American dream. But it's also true that they're not exactly, you know, uh, being hunted in the streets like. Yeah. Know. Yeah. I was going to say, conversely, the, the, you <laughs> know, what the people that were against that were saying is true. Like, you know, not to like harp on the idea of, of privilege or whatever, but like that, I mean, that's the epitome of it is to think that you can yeah. plan a killing of a governor of a state with random people and get away with it, essentially. You no, know, and I, having gone to college in the Midwest and worked in the Midwest, I mean, like, you know, in Michigan and, and Wisconsin, you know, I mean, like, you know, it's a ranch home. It's kind of junky. There's, there's shit out front. You know, I, I don't know how much that's from the raid or whatever. Again, these are not wealthy people, but they do have title to a, you know, to a modest ranch home that may have a lien on it or something. You know, I, I, I agree that economic factors probably played in, but <laughs> I think there are many other explanatory yeah. uh, variables here, right? Yeah, I didn't um, find much of that discourse about the house very valuable at explaining anything. It just seemed either like way, it, it just seemed no, like everybody uh, yeah. wanted to dunk on the guy for being, you know, for having rich parents himself, or talk, you know, signal about how they are not rich or talk about what what aspects of the home you know zero in on little pieces and pixels of the picture yeah, it was that literally was like it was so fucking yeah stupid. he he owned a, a, a camera phone and a flat screen tv kind of discourse <laughs> right, right. Like, but what, what what i what i think would be more useful as an explanatory variable number one is that the kind of conversations that we were just laughing about you know the tyrants and the you know, sort of, the, just want to see the world glow, etc. Like those are being cited in a criminal complaint as a basis to make these arrests, right? Uh, not the basis, but as part of the overall basis to make the arrest. And those conversations are are being cited as part of the process of you know planning and trying to execute this plan. To, but they're also completely indistinguishable from most political discourse in right. America, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, how many people are going on Twitter saying "eat the rich" and posting guillotine memes? Yeah. Like they're not. They're you know they're not going to do any of that stuff. I mean, they're they're way less likely than these guys even. But you know, I mean, they're still saying it and they still express that as a key part of their political beliefs. I mean, like uh, so much of this is completely indistinguishable, both from the from the sort of diatribes that are consistently constantly incessantly delivered by uh red-faced dudes in oakley's you know in their in their fucking front seat of their car uh talking about what they're going to do or not going to do but also from elected officials you know the matt gates's mm-hmm. you know the trumps or whoever you want to talk about yeah, tom cotton put a whole op-ed out in the new york times i mean with the backing of the state but i mean basically <laughs> Advocating for a level of bloodshed many times greater than yeah, what these yeah, guys. Yeah, he said no quarter. 
He yeah. Said, he said what? He said, he, he said give them no quarter. Deploy them. Yeah, no quarter. Right. No quarter. Yeah. Which, is, yeah. which is shoot them. We are giving the Taliban quarter right now. I mean, good on it, but, you know, I mean, just as a, as a, a comparison point. Yeah, you kind of you blew my mind with this earlier tonight, though, when you were telling us, you know, you were talking about this before we started recording, that, like, yeah, like, every, all political discourse now is just boiling down to lots of people thinking, like, okay, the other side just probably has to die. Like yeah. there's no yeah. there's no way for things to turn out okay because you know things are just irrevocably fractured. The other side is cheating an enormous amount, and of course you know uh, you know you have your story about like why you're right, and I certainly do as well. I'm, I'm not doing a both sides thing here, but like when that's the rhetoric, when that's the standard, uh, right? This is just normal conversations that people have all day, every day. That is like evidence of a crime. I spoke with Barry County Sheriff Darleaf, who does say he knows these guys. He, quote, has never had lunch with them or anything like that, but has ran into them at some of these rallies. He said they've always been nice and respectful to him, adding they deserve a fair trial. The Null brothers had ties to militia groups and were frequently seen at local demonstrations, including at this rally in protest of Governor Whitmer's stay-at-home order held last May in Grand Rapids. You can see William Null on stage alongside Barry County Sheriff Darleaf, a guest speaker at the event. Yeah, a two-way county starts out with what? A well-what? Regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. A sovereign government. Who can tell me the three functions of a militia? You want to know why you don't know? Schools don't teach it. Obviously, we're up here right now for what that last shield fails. This is our last home defense right here, ladies and gentlemen. The other two functions that government doesn't like you to know about, one is the grand jury. Common law grand juries. We are looking right now with that common law group I've been meeting with, trying to bring back the common law grand juries. But I'd like to see some indictments out of that. We spoke with Sheriff Leaf Thursday night. Well, I haven't read everything up on it. I've, I've got other duties to do. It wasn't our investigation. So I, I was shocked. I did not see this coming with those guys. But still, uh, we can't convict them in the news media here. They do have a right to a fair trial. Leaf says he doesn't know of Null's alleged involvement in the plot and doesn't have any regrets about sharing a stage with him. Do you have any regrets from being on stage, sharing a stage with the guy who's now being charged in a plot to kidnap the governor? Well, it's just a charge and they say a plot to kidnap. And you gotta remember that, are they trying to kidnap? Because a lot of people are angry with the governor and uh, they want her arrested. So are they trying to arrest or was it a kidnap attempt? Because you can still, in Michigan, if it's a felony, you can make a felony arrest. And I think it's MCL 764.4 or something like that, 0.5, somewhere on there. And uh, it doesn't say if you're an elected office that you're exempt from that arrest. So I have to look at it from that angle and I'm, I'm hoping that's more what it is. In fact, these guys are innocent until proven guilty, so I'm not even sure if they had any part in it. And, you know, these guys do come into contact with police, right? And they do come into contact with the sheriff of whatever, 
who's standing up there on stage screaming about tyrants next to them, right? And in fact, there was that incredible interview with that sheriff who, you know, they sort of, hey, by the way, you were on a stage with these guys before, uh, and now they're arrested for kidnapping the gov- governor. It's like, I, you know, I don't want to, you know, or planning to kidnap the governor. It's like, you know, I don't want to be, uh, I don't want to judge it. You know, they're innocent until proven guilty. Yeah, it's it's possible maybe they only intended to arrest her and right. a citizen's Which, arrest uh, I, is legal in Michigan. <laughs> he cites to some statute yes. like that. Just to, It's the ultimate, like, dumb guy lawyer move. It's like, oh, actually, it's uh, 18. Uh, yeah, under, 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 yeah, and, section so, so yeah. 242 of the MCL, you know, like a citizen's right. arrest is perfectly permissible when you've got a, <laughs> yeah. a person committing a, a constitutional violation. Yeah. Like, I mean, who, who, by the way, the governor apparently doesn't get the same presumption of innocence until proven guilty. <laughs> she should be executed in a fucking trial in Wisconsin, but these guys are okay. Right, and, you know, the Liberate Michigan tweet from Trump himself on April 17th, like, yeah. these guys... Both are given official messaging, both from, you know, sort of on high, you know, what they read in the media, but also like elected officials and and law enforcement officials that they're hanging out with, um, who are all sort of echoing their weird propaganda. Uh, in addition yeah. to the confidential informants that they've brought into the plan and the cops that the confidential informants bring into the plan, like they are being egged on both in sort of the, you know, the classic, I don't want to call it entrapment, but there's an entrapment analysis I'm sure to be had about how much. I'm uh, sure their lawyers are yeah. hard at work right now. Doing <laughs> yeah. that. Uh, how much these cops in their, in their, in their immediate circle were, were planning this with them and egging them on, uh-huh. but they're, they're being egged on, you know, in this sort of Russian nesting doll of psychosis uh, that, that we live in now. Yeah. And it's, and, it, yeah. and it's not even just Trump and the sheriff, right. But like, you know, we got Alex Jones and QAnon and like the yeah. entire internet and like a million faceless, you know, hundred thousand follower yeah. QAnon type accounts. Um, yeah, there's an entire ecosystem and media complex like actively trying to rage bait and spin up like low IQ psychos like this. And then when it sort of kind of happened, like I have no way. Like, would they have bought the? Would they have done? I mean, we we don't we can't. I mean, I think you know what? I'm gonna make a bold statement. I'm glad the FBI stopped them when they did. You know, it's possible they could have really hurt somebody, uh, including potentially the governor. Um, but would they have actually gotten their shit together to do it? God only knows, right? <laughs> right. But then this kind of gets back to something else, which is like, you know, today we are recording <laughs> on the uh, I just anniversary uh, of the killing of Al Alaki's kid. Right mm-hmm. when we yeah. droned that fucking teenager and his and his friends at a cafe because his dad was the equivalent of the Alex Jones of you know Al Shabab or whatever Al Qaeda right um, I could I think you could probably if if we were to able to you know like these guys wanted to seize control of the Michigan government if we were able to seize control of the OLC I'm pretty sure we could use existing OLC precedent. To authorize the drone striking of one or more right. uh, Trump officials or other people <laughs> on exactly the same <laughs> kinds of justifications that were used for 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 Obama droning Alawaki and and his family. Yeah, if you uh, listen yeah. to episode six and we talk and you remember our conversation about that memo, the rationalizations there that that are made are easily equally applicable. 
uh, to stuff like this. Now, the, the only the only possible distinction you can make is that those guys might argue, well, you could pick us up without, you know, yeah. w- w- without not if they bomb a bridge, right? right. You, you could pick yeah, us up without, without air dropping in or something. So you shouldn't you shouldn't be allowed to drone me here. But like, which one of these guys isn't talking about, you know, take my gun from my cold dead hands and yeah. No, but I mean, like, right. Al Lockley was never never took any operational steps. I mean, these guys were the equivalent mm-hmm. of the guys out doing right. the you know out, out doing the beheadings. I mean, Al Lockley in this in this scenario is um is that sheriff, right? You know, it's Trump, mm-hmm. arguably. I mean, it's like the people that yeah. are you know affirmatively radicalizing these fucking dumbasses. Uh, you know. We all have some responsibility for this for this discourse. Right? What is and, the conceptual difference between a cleric preaching and convincing radicalized you know, Muslims to undertake violent action, and and these other guys whipping up uh, people to go you know violently resist or kidnap or murder you know the governor? Yeah. You know. Now I will also say. You know, the good news is here that, you know, we now have yet another front on the war on terror, right? Like, I don't want to buy yeah. too much into this FBI narrative. I mean, we're just – this is a thought experiment in the mind palace. Yeah, right? but but the FBI is clearly saying there's not that much of a conceptual difference that they're, you know, starting to use similar tactics yeah. on, on getting kind of low IQ guys to do these kind of bombings. Yeah. You know? I mean, Andy, like you said, I mean, there was, there was a lot more going on. But, I mean, even some of the Muslim people in the early 2000s that got – uh, you know, caught up in these like they weren't necessarily like docile sheep before the FBI people got. They're people that were, you know, angry at the state of the world right. because, again, of their own economic uh, alienation and 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 their lack of opportunities in the United States, as well as you know whatever cultural factors existed to kind of you know bubble over into into some kind of rage. Yeah, they hated and, and our all freedoms. it took was, yeah, exactly. Which these guys they loved the freedoms too much. That's really. The, the... <laughs> The counterpoint. But, I mean, you know, you just have a a federal agent social engineering you, and we have this society where it's like, it's one thing to to be observed and, and, you know, have to be on your best behavior because of all the data that's out there. But now, I mean, you have a society where you not only have to look out for that, you have to look out for people that you, you know, come across and have an affinity with online, like suddenly roping you into you know, federal crimes, you know, before you even know it. I mean, you know, over a long time, but, you know. If you're if you are one of these guys, like it, it, it just kind of you know the the dial just gets turned up. I will say though, you know, one one concern I do have is that you know I did somewhat controversially express some support for Al Alakwi, uh in the in the prior episode on the LLC. Um, I think it would be extremely hypocritical for me uh, not to express the same critical support for, <laughs> for Donald for Donald Trump. You know, I also don't think that Donald Trump should be. Uh, drone struck murdered by drone strike yeah i just i want to make sure that it's clear that I, there's no racial or, or religious discrimination on this podcast this is principle uh, i also think it would be wrong to drone strike tom cotton or any of these guys uh Ooh, that, that last these guys one. into a friend uh, yeah. yeah man i might have to part ways with you on the last well <laughs> i'm just i'm just making my own position Ooh. i'm not speaking for everybody else that's, but that's really not an official cool. a lab position it's my position so I guess also, you know, we just sort of talked through 
what happened factually without really offering much legal insight because none of us know what the fuck. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's still really early. We really don't know what, what's going to happen. Yeah. And like none of us are criminal lawyers, so who knows what the fuck's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, but I do think that we can, we can safely point out that there are some inconsistencies between the stated goal of setting up a society based on the Bill of Rights and what they were planning to do. Yeah, right? I've detected some myself. Right. So <laughs> if the Bill of Rights, you know, sort of sets out your your basic constitutional freedoms. Uh, among those is encoded in in, in like Amendment 4 uh, to the Constitution, which talks about unlawful searches and seizures. You know, I, I'm going to go out a, a, a limb here and say I'm I'm not sure they couldn't have arrested her uh, on a warrant. Right. Yeah. I don't I don't think this counts as a Terry stop. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like I <laughs> Which think... wouldn't exist because it's a new constitution. Yeah. Snatch yeah. and grab summary execution, possibly not within the ambit of the Fourth Amendment. I feel like they could have gotten a warrant at a minimum before they went to arrest her. Right. So also, like you know, they were planning on potentially just summarily executing her on her doorstep. I mean, that's raising for me a number of issues. Oh yeah, you're in all kinds of problems now. I also got to say, they were going to destroy her house, which to me sounds like they would have had to have given due compensation for, you know, everything that was destroyed in the raid. <laughs> right. Um, you know, I think she's entitled to a trial at a minimum. They plan uh, to uh, give her it, one. Excuse me. Well, but they were also talking about just summarily executing her on the doorstep. I mean, the it's not clear to me. That's true. You know, I'm not sure how mm-hmm. that gets squared with. I mean, they, she would have likely had a right to an attorney, no doubt. Under the, under the Sixth Amendment, yes. Yeah. yeah, yes. I mean, were they planning on hiring her an attorney? Um, you know, and uh, again, I'm not sure that an execution squares with the with the what, was it the Eighth the Amendment? Eighth Amendment, yeah. yeah, the Eighth Amendment would be. That's true. Well, I mean, we you know. We're the only country in the world that still has the death penalty, so presumably it's okay for all sorts of stuff. Well, I just I'm not sure that you can just, you know, summarily execute a, <laughs> you know, a woman without a series you know, of appeals. I just don't think they had they, the structure. They probably place. would have had to have gotten a lethal injection, and we know that there's a shortage <laughs> of chemicals right now. So, uh, in any event, I'm just going to say from a from a from a from a basic fra- you know foundational perspective, uh, I'm giving these guys you know a failing grade. Uh, on the on the constitutional <laughs> yeah they they didn't pass the the constitutional bar uh, you know like and i think that there's a lesson to be learned here you know it's easy to go around talking about how other people are violating the constitution but it's not so easy to follow the constitution yourself right so if you're not willing to st- set up live 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 up to those standards you know i think uh, you need to take a long hard look in the mirror instead of blaming other people that's my own point of view <laughs> And that's why we think the Constitution is bullshit and should uh, institute personal constitutions that do enshrine our divinity yes. uh, in the text. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when I set up my own society, you're not going to have any right to look counsel uh, when I get mad at you. Uh, you're just <laughs> fucked. Um, I, all right. I don't know that we hit this earlier, um, but I wanted to make sure we got it on the recording somehow. Did you guys see that uh, I think they were arraigned maybe today and uh, their defense attorney um, – one of the guys was talking to the judge, and he's like, "Your Honor, listen, these look. This is just big talk from crackpots." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Guy, yeah. He's like, like, he's in, literally like, in, in, my, in my client cl- is dumb as in hell. In my client's defense, he's a fucking idiot. 
I got to say, based on what we've been through, uh, I commend that defense strategy, and I think they should stick to it. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, you got to play the hand you're dealt. <laughs>